How is everybody? Great. Great. So here comes the parade, huh? Yeah. Uh, it's good to see you. Um, so we are in a series that we have titled Got Fruit. Um, we have been talking about the fruits of the Spirit, um, these character traits or traits of our faith that God develops in our lives when we walk with Jesus. And um, today, um, we are going to talk about the fruit of the Spirit, patience. Yay! Turn and tell someone, oh great, you need this. <laughs> A teacher is teaching his class... A teacher is teaching his class when he notices a student fooling around with a yardstick. He tells the kid to stop as it's distracting, and the kid does. A few minutes later, the kid is tapping his desk uh, with the same yardstick, and the teacher tells him to stop, so he does. Later in the class, the kid is poking his classmates with the yardstick. Once again, the teacher tells him to stop. Finally, when the kid starts poking the teacher with the yardstick, the teacher had had enough. He takes the yardstick from the kid and he said, that's it. I've had enough of your disruptions. What in the world are you even trying to measure with that thing? The kid looks at him and he says, your patience, sir. Um, what's the difference between a physician and a preschool teacher? One has a job with patience, the other has the patience of Job. Yeah, very true. Grab a Bible and turn to 2 Peter chapter 3. 2 Peter chapter 3, there should be a page number um, up on the screen. Um, we're going to use our Bibles today. I'm going to have you look up a couple of other passages a bit later. So I um, want you to hold on to the Bible. I encourage you to find one. And um, have a couple of verses I want to read here. I love these verses. We're going to talk about them a little bit. Verse 8. But you must not forget this one thing. Dear friends, a day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. All right, so we're going to have a first today at Lighthouse Church. I have two questions. So um, we're going to try to ask both of them. I experimented with the staff this week, and it worked somewhat well. So uh, we're going to give it a shot. Um, and so um, here is the first one. What is something that tries your patience? If you'd like to answer, um, remember that uh, these guys will bring a microphone around. You stand up, maybe state your name, uh, give us a brief answer. Remember that you are online, and uh, so it'll be preserved forever. And uh, here we go. I'm Big Mike. Uh, Fargo drivers tries my patience. 
All right, behind you, Flint, another hand. Construct, construction working. Oh. Wondering why everybody's applauding to these, so that's... <laughs> Yay, I'm glad you have that impatience. Uh, I think my old behaviors and changing those things really tries my patience, because I just want it to happen now, but it takes time and effort. Excellent. Thanks, Jason. Let's get a few more. What is something that tries your patience? Hi, I'm Mary. Um, it's twofold. One is some of my coworkers and their behaviors, and the other is my husband and some of his behaviors. <laughs> Having a car. Ah, uh, car problems. Yep. My patience is my puppy. She chews my bedding and my quilts. Yeah, yep. Somebody mentioned pets at the last service. Um, any others? All right. Oh, one more. Okay. This is the last one for this question. Hi, I'm Jessa, and uh, my teenage boys um, try my patience. Huh. huh. <laughs> I've never heard a parent say that before. All right, here is the next question. Now, if you answered the first question, leave the answers to the new people. All right. What is something you've become more patient with? Uh, I've become more patient with the house I live in. All right. Thank you, David. Who else? What is something you've become more patient with? What are you growing in patience with over time? My name is Aileen, and I've become a lot more patient with my children. Ah, excellent. Hi, my name's Heather, and I've become more patient with myself especially with my mental health illness as well as my physical illnesses. It's great. We're going to talk about that today. Anybody else? Something you've grown in patience with. Let's do one more. Who's got one? Oh, cool. Uh, hi, I'm RJ, and I've become more patient with my parents. Oh, huh. That's probably a good place to wrap up, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That was the first time today I heard that. All right. Um, thank you for um, answering those questions. And my guess is um, most of you can think of uh, maybe something for, for both questions. Um, I love the verses I read from Second Peter chapter 3. Uh, for God, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. God is the most patient being in the universe. I think about how God created in seven days, and I wonder, was it a real seven days, or 7,000 years, which seemed like seven days? 
Did God exert himself each day and went home tired? Or did he just take his time? Maybe he created one day's worth in just a minute or two and then enjoyed it for a thousand years. God is the most patient being in the universe. And as I thought about patience as a fruit of the Spirit, I realize that these fruits are character traits of our God. You have been created in God's image. And perhaps this is what that means, that, that God's genes are in you and me. That God has put the things that we're talking about in us, and, and in Jesus, the Holy Spirit begins to, to grow them or to bring them to life. And, and these fruits of the Spirit begin to break forth in our hearts and as well as in our daily lives. So the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, you can come across, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, the fruits of the Spirit. And as we... Speaking of patience, no, I'm... All right, can you take them back maybe? Thank you. All right, Um, so we look at this list and we may see that there are a couple of the fruits of the Spirit that you've grown in and there may be others that maybe you and I would be able to admit we've been a little bit resistant to. Like I uh, remember when I started in my recovery journey learning about character defects and I was starting to kind of list these, I thought, what if there are some that I'm not ready to let go of yet? They become kind of who I am, right? Um, Here's the deal. Um, If you think about the character defects um, that you have, or if you've thought about the, the fruits of the Spirit and the things you've grown in, maybe the things that you've been resistant to, patience may be near the top of the latter list. And it might be an area of growth for many, many people here today. Maybe you've even resisted growing in it. You kind of like your impatience. Um, Here's the deal. If you are on a spiritual journey with Jesus, his desire will be to grow patience in you and to change you from the inside out. So I'm going to point out some things that you already know today, kind of obvious, but um, they may be good for us to be reminded of. If patience is part of being created in God's image, and it is his desire for us to grow in patience, then we probably need to acknowledge that impatience is part of our sinful nature. So if that's true... Where does impatience come from? Well, I have a little list here. And uh, my guess is, you know, these fit most places where impatience comes from. First of all, it comes from our selfishness, our self-centeredness, you know. um, And, you know, that's kind of at the the root of our our sinful nature. Um, I get impatient with People and things that I cannot control. 
Um, or doesn't the world know that I'm really important? Now, this is kind of related to number one. This, the second place where our impatience comes from is sometimes it comes from our own ego and self-righteousness. Our desire to build ourselves up so that we can feel better about ourselves. Um, oftentimes, our, our impatience comes from our ego. And third, um, it also has its roots in our own fear and disappointment in our lives. And uh, we're going to come back to that in a little bit, okay? So I'll say it again. It is God's desire to grow patience in you. In fact, it's interesting. Um, when I was thinking about, about this as a fruit of the Spirit, that impatience will even rob us of the other fruits. So, for example, the last two weeks we've talked about being joyful or having joy, and we've talked about being um, at peace. And the reality is, is that if you are impatient, chances are you are not joyful, and chances are you're not at peace. And so I was thinking about even love when Michael started this series a few weeks ago or started talking about the first fruit, love. Um, one, of the, one of the scriptures he quoted was from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and he taught us that love is patient. In other words, if I'm not patient, I'm not even loving in the way that God would have me love. So let me ask you, um, I want you to turn and answer this with a neighbor. Is patience a growth area, yes or no? Turn and tell yes or no. So now I'm going to ask everybody in this room, is anybody sitting next to somebody who said no? We want to know. <laughs> All right. So um, what areas of your life are you impatient with? Where does... Um, you know, where does that come from and, and, you know, how do we kind of narrow it down? And I just kind of want to walk you through a little bit of a kind of a, um, a list. So um, oftentimes our impatience comes with other people, especially because we can't control other people. Um, and if, if that's you, um, if you find yourself impatient with other people, then, um, then I'd encourage you to make a list maybe of the people or maybe the kinds of people or the situations you find yourself with, uh, with those people. Uh, what situations with people make you impatient? So um, I'm going to tell you about a couple of my... Im I, I'm actually a pretty patient person. I, it's nice to not have to feel like I have a lot of growth to do in all the areas. Um, this one, I'm, I'm a pretty patient person. Um, that said... Um, in regards to the people um, that I know, I, am, I know that I am more patient with you than I am with my family. And I share that because I know that's very common. Um, often we can be impatient with the other people in our lives um, or even people we don't know, but when it comes to the people that we're closest to, it's easier to be impatient with them. So who are the people in your life that you're impatient with or what situations? Um, secondly, what circumstances, what things um, kind of make you impatient? Um, so both services, we've heard driving issues, um, other drivers, 
Um, and um, sometimes we think about the waiting periods in our life and, and how much we wait. So what are the circumstances? What are the things that you become impatient with? And if, if some come to your mind, I would just kind of jot them down this week and start thinking about them and praying for, uh, for them. Um, and then there's personal growth. Um, you know, in other words, um, I become impatient with myself. And we're going to talk about this um, this morning, but because it's probably the most common around Lighthouse Church. Um, what areas of your growth would you, you know, really see that you have been impatient with? Um, and then, and then the, the, you know, question comes, how do God and you begin to um, work on this journey of growing your patience? Well, first you ask God, to help you grow your patience. Um, but can I just suggest to you that you might want to be careful what you ask for? Okay? You see, God rarely grows a fruit instantaneously or supernaturally. God rarely grows any fruits of the Spirit instantaneously or supernaturally. So you know this already, but it's, it warrants saying, we're going to put it up on the screen, if God is going to grow our patience, he's going to walk us through situations which require patience. That's how it works. Darn it. That's how it works. So I want you to think of it this way. Perhaps road construction season in the FM area is a gift of God's grace intended to help you grow. I want you to think of it this way. Perhaps some of the more difficult people in your life have been sent to you by God to help you grow. Let me tell you, this has been one of the biggest revelations um, over the last years of my life, is that, you know, there was, there was a long period of my life where I, I, I would think, you know, um, God brought that person into my life so that I could help them. I could be there for them. And what I've learned as time goes on, that I was completely wrong, and God actually brought that person into my life because I needed that person in my life, and I had something to grow in. And so perhaps God is teaching you something. Maybe God has not supernaturally removed the affliction you are dealing with because he desires to help you grow through it. Grab a Bible and turn to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. So these are verses that we have looked at before. Um, quite often, actually, but uh, they're worth looking at today. Even though they don't mention the word patience, I think you'll know why we're, we're looking them up. Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 5. If you have your own Bible, I just encourage you to somehow mark this, this page and these verses so you remember them. Romans 5, verses 3 through 5. <clears throat> we can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials... For we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, 
For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Um, man, that is a profound verse. Um, the way I kind of learned it is, is we rejoice in our sufferings. We know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope, and hope never disappoints us. Um, to me, it's such a, a deep verse because... Um, because I haven't really learned yet to rejoice in my sufferings or in my trials. It's almost like Paul is saying we can learn to, you know, kind of force ourselves into some gratitude in our sufferings because we know that's how we grow. That's how we learn perseverance and God uses it to shape our character and gives us hope. Um, and it's tough to see it in the time, but we know that's how God works. We all know that's how God works. Okay, so let's talk about something very real for many of us. For many of us, the one we are most impatient with is ourselves. Um, our own growth or our lack thereof. Um, so um, for me, most of my struggles are self-inflicted. And uh, it's very easy to get down on myself. Anybody else ever feel that way? And uh, I shared a week ago, um, a little more than a week ago at Celebrate Recovery, that I've been in a period of my own recovery and journey um, where I'm realizing how much I still have to grow, not so much with my sobriety, but with other issues. And um, I've also been realizing how much I fall short, so um, I'm, I'm kind of ready to be done learning about my character defects and how messed up I am. Anybody else like that? Um, it's like, come on. And um, I've kind of uh, changed some things in my recovery program. And um, I've gone back to my counselor recently. And uh, here's kind of what I wanted to, to tell you. I wanted you to know that. But I also, by the way, you know, I would say that in any other church and people would kind of freak out and hear people say, yay, it's about time, right? Um, it's kind of a weird, you're a weird bunch, yeah. But... Um, Shared this at Celebrate Recovery, and this is kind of the, the, the lesson uh, that kind of relates to what we're talking about today. Um, I've uh, realized um, with my counselor that some of the stuff we're talking about is the same stuff we talked about 10 years ago. Dang it. And I literally said, is that normal? And she just smiled course you're still Dale you know you're still Dale and um, I've I've learned um, the hard way um, you know you can learn from me the hard way um, you know it's hard to be patient with ourselves sometimes it's hard to be patient with our own growth and, um, you know, I think that we need to know that, that um, even in the midst of, you know, the journeys that bring us here, because I know that somebody here today is kind of in that same place where, man, it's so hard to be patient with myself, you know. Um, we need to know that God is in that um, and that we're in good company when we feel that way. I want to share a scripture with you. If you could turn with me to uh, Job chapter chapter 6, way back in the Old Testament. And uh, 
Here's, here's the deal. Um, when I was preparing for patients, I actually went through um, the, the devotions in the Recovery Bible that deal with patients. If you're wondering where do I find them, I can show you that. But, but uh, there's, a, there's a number of de- uh, devotions in the Recovery Bible that deal with the topic patients, and this was one of them. And I'm not going to read the devotion, but here's the deal. I've, I've read the book of Job many times, and um, I've never read these verses. You ever have that feeling? We're like, where did that come from? And um, I just wanted to share them today because, you know, they kind of spoke to me a little bit, and so I thought maybe they'd speak uh, to somebody here today. So let me just read these verses. If my misery, verse 2 of Job chapter 6, if my misery could be weighed and my troubles be put on the scales, they would outweigh all the sands of the sea. That is why I spoke impulsively. For the Almighty has struck me down with his arrows. Their poison infects my spirit. God, God's terrors are lined up against me. Don't I have a right to complain? Don't wild donkeys bray when they find no grass and oxen bellow when they have no food? Don't people complain about unsalted food? Does anyone want to taste the whiteless, uh, white of an egg? My appetite disappears when I look at it. I gag at the thought of eating it. Oh, that I might have my request that God would grant my desire. I wish he could crush me. I wish he could reach out his hand and kill me. At least I can take comfort in this. Despite the pain, I have not denied the words of the Holy One. But I don't have the strength to endure. I have nothing to live for. Do I have the strength of a stone? Is my body made of bronze? No, I am utterly helpless without any chance of success. Man, those are deep, profound words. I know, I know you've maybe felt them sometime in your life. And maybe there's somebody here today that's feeling them right now. What I want you to know is that in the midst of your struggles and your suffering, God is with you. God is with you. We rejoice in our sufferings, maybe even, even a, re, a forced rejoicing, but we rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, 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 character, and character hope. In the midst of the pain and the struggles, it is hard to believe that things will be okay. It is hard to be patient and trust God when you're in a storm. In recovery, it can sometimes feel like you're not making progress. What I want you to know is that God loves you, even in the midst of whatever it is you're going through. I want you to know in Jesus, you're always making progress if Jesus is in it. And that even if you can't see it, you need to know that God is with you. I wanted to just take a moment to, you know, we we talk about this continuum of growth that we identify ourselves on. And I, I often share that it's important for us to identify where am I today. And, and when we do that, we take you know, some joy that I'm not back there anymore. Um, but then we see where you know, we want to go and where we are growing towards. And we think, man, there's so far to go yet. And um, you know, the, the key is that, is that um, in our growth, I would love to tell you that it's just going to be a steady growth, getting better and better every day in every way. Um, nobody grows like that. 
Nobody grows like that. And instead, what it is, is it seems like this spiritual path of ours, it's a couple of steps forward, maybe a step back. It might be some steps forward, and sometimes maybe like way back. And then some steps forward, and a step back. And here's the deal. I think, I think if you've been at this for a while, if you've been coming around here for a while, chances are you will see that, you know, where I am today... Um, is not even where I was six months ago or a year ago. That, you know, even though it feels like, holy cow, I've been like going backwards or I've still been struggling with the same stuff, we can look back and we can see that, that you know what, but I, I, I'm further along in this growth journey than I thought I was. What I want you to know is that God is in the midst of whatever it is that, that you are going through. That, that when you are, you know, going through anything in this life that, that kind of brings you to a place of self-awareness, I want you to know that God is in that and he loves you unconditionally in the midst of that. That he loves you right where you are and his desire is to continue to walk with you and to encourage you. Wanna wanna share with you some scripture. This one's gonna be up on the screen. It comes from Isaiah chapter 40, where it says, Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. God loves you. His love for you is unconditional. And you are never alone, no matter how difficult things are. Hold on to the promises of God. No matter how difficult things are, hold on to his promises. He works in his time. And dang it, for God, a day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years is like a day. God is the most patient being in the universe. Okay, so we have to conclude this way. Um, I want to give you an assignment. Maybe you can pick one of these um, if you're bold. Um, How do we open ourselves up to God growing our patience? Um, Well, some of you might be in this step, um, step number one. Um, You um, decide to grow your patience and you ask God to help you. That's really the first step. You know, I'd like to grow in patience. I need to grow in patience. God, help me. Um, and, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the other things that I think sometimes um, can be really helpful is, you know, if you struggle in patience with, with um, difficult people, um, you know, begin to ask God to help you see people through the eyes of Jesus. I tell you that, that that's a daily prayer of mine. You know, God, help me see people like Jesus would see people. And um, the reality is, is that every person that you meet is a person created in God's image. Jesus died for them. Be intentional. You know, listen to their stories. Take time to listen. Just, and remember, you're not that important. You're not more important than the people that you meet. Um, Next, um, especially if you struggle with 
patience more with the people that are closest to you, like I do, um, it's important for us to learn to check our agenda. Um, you know, one of the things that gets in our way is our own agenda um, with our loved ones. Um, you know, ask for patience to be engaged and, and, and for your agenda not to get in the way. Um, the next one maybe you could pick from is if you're working on patience and waiting, um, I like to call it intentional waiting. Like you're going to plan some waiting this week. Um, you know, here's the deal. So if this is, if this is you, um, I, ha- I have a very specific assignment for you. Sometime this week you are going to be in a store, a grocery store, um, a, a convenience store, some store, and there's going to be lines. This week, one time, and you should text me when you do this, one time you're going to pick the long line. The long line. And you're not going to be grumpy. You're going to talk to the people in front of you and behind you. And when you get up to the counter, you're going to thank the clerk for being so patient with impatient, grumpy people like you. With me? I've actually done this before. Not so much all of the details, but um, when, I, when I'm feeling like, you know what, this is not good. I need to pick the long line. Maybe pray during that time. You know, maybe reflect on, on how important I'm not. Um, and so, um, intentional waiting. And here's, here's, the, here's the main assignment um, that I think can be helpful with everybody in this room today. Um, I remind myself of this all of the time. Remember how patient God has been with me. Remember how patient God has been with you. Um, Pray every day in gratitude, thanking God for the patience that he has had for you. Ask him to help you grow, and then watch out.